We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. It's time for another edition of The Breakdown. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. You guys all know him. And we're here to break down some X's and O's of the Chiefs' previous win this Sunday over the Jaguars and preview the matchup coming up ahead against the Los Angeles Chargers. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, brother. I I can't complain. Everything's good. We're rolling around. I can't believe we're in week 11 of the NFL season. This season is flying by. It really is. It really is. And uh, last Sunday seemed to fly by, too, especially the first half of the Chiefs getting out to that big lead early. Uh, it, it was a different offense than we've been seeing from the Chiefs lately with the injury to McCole Hardman and then Juju, of course, getting knocked out of the game. Hopefully he's recovering. That was a scary situation. But mm, uh, it it, it, we saw the opportunity created, especially without Hardman, for Kadarius Tony to step in and, and have a bigger role in this offense. What did you make of his performance and what could that possibly mean for the Chiefs going forward? Well, I think that's why you go get a guy like Kadarius Tony, right? He's a guy that added so much depth to this already stacked wide receiver position room. And then when you look at the wide receiver position room, you you can never forecast if somebody gets injured. And this is an opportunity for him to step up. And you what you saw is the ability for the Kansas City Chiefs to integrate different players in at any point in the season. And this was an opportunity for him. You saw him. He's explosive with the ball in his hand. They use them in different capacities, whether it's the jet sweep, whether it was the boot pass. He he made a great back shoulder catch as well. So it was exciting to see because the potential was there. But again, until you go out and prove it, you know, th- that's where you earn your respect in this league. And you could see that there's a confidence level there. And it's also starting to build that relationship with Patrick Mahomes in a trust factor, which is really important as you move forward in the season. Yeah. And we're going to break a couple of those plays down on tape in a little bit. But one of the things that we're not showing that I wanted to hit on was the emergence of Isaiah Pacheco. It was completely Mm -hmm. his backfield from a running perspective. They brought McKinnon in on passing downs and and featured him pretty heavily in the passing game uh, after those injuries to the receiving core. Um, But with Pacheco, one of the things that was an incredible moment in this game to me is he fumbles early in the game, 
the very next offensive play, Andy Reid goes right back to him, and he looked like he was shot out of a cannon, and he ran hard all day long. What did you make of that sequence and just Pacheco's performance overall? I loved it. And that's great coaching too, right? When somebody does something like that, you're the hardest critic of yourself when you're a player. You make a mistake, you let the team down, you fumble the ball. But guess what? The coach says, hey, no, we need you. We're going to go right back to you and get you the ball and get your confidence back up. you got to turn the page, and that's what you have to do in this league, and that's exactly what they did. But I love the way that he ran the rock. He had over five yards of carry in this game, and they're going to need him down the stretch. And I love the way that he ran the ball. He ran the ball with violence, and he ran the ball downhill with physicality and that's the one thing that when you look at him in that backfield it's a different outlook at that running back position because he runs with such physicality and you can tell he you know that aggression comes out and I just I I enjoyed watching him run and how he responded to that early fumble yeah and that's an Andy Reid staple remember Kareem Hunt's first game that Sunday night game against the Patriots maybe it was the Thursday night whatever like the opening kickoff game was for the Chiefs against the Patriots and he Hunt fumbled. It might have even been his first career touch that he fumbled. And Reed went right back to him in the next series. And the rest is history. He had an, one of the best debuts we've ever seen from a running back after that. So I love that Andy really seems to understand the psyche of his players and, and puts them in positions to build them up rather than tearing them down when they make mistakes. Yeah, and that's a, a huge part of coaching, right? You have to understand the players, understand where you're at. But there's a, a psychological component to it when anytime you're dealing with a player and a guy like that that has been rotated and he's taken over the starting position but sometimes mistakes happen look we all try to be perfect but this is an imperfect game and when you go out and you make a mistake to be able to say hey look it's okay we still trust in you we're not going to rotate another back in there instead we're going to come right back to you and get you going again and it paid it paid off in this game you could see the confidence continue to rise and you can continue to see him run hard throughout the course of that game he really did, and it's um, it's such a tone setter when you have your running back running with that type of a physical presence. Um, but one of the storylines we talked about all year long from, from even in the preseason is the depth of playmakers that the Chiefs have. And it seems like every week they have different guys emerge, and you never know who it's going to be, which is such an advantage as an offense. Let's start digging into some of the tape now. The biggest, the biggest one of those guys to emerge this week was the much-anticipated acquisition of Kadarius Tony, uh, and we saw the different ways that they're planning on using him and integrating him into this offense. So uh, we'll go to this one, one first, Matt, where they're bringing Tony in motion. What did you see here? Right. You've got the cut splits. You've got stack on the where Kadarius is down low. And so what they're really doing is this is just a boot play. And it's uh, one that every offense has in the system. They're faking the outside run here. Everybody up up front does a really good job of selling the run, including the tight end position. And then as you come out, what we call this is a flash or a slash where he's coming back across the formation. And they run this play, too, with the outside zone. A lot of times teams will run that because he'll be responsible responsible for taking the defensive end out and just in case there's a cutback but in this case he's bluffing so he comes out he comes across the formation the defensive end gets sucked in by the action of the tight end in the offensive line and he's out there in the flat and he's the number one read on this as you come out on the boot they always say don't bypass number one to get to number two for potentially a bigger play if he's open now give him the ball and in this circumstance they do but as you see this play develop you've got him in the flat you've got 
basically the bow route in behind him. So you're high low in that corner. you got the crossing route, and then that tight end will shuffle back late. But right there, he gets the ball to him in space. And as you can tell, this guy is a playmaker. He making He's made the corner miss. He makes those guy miss. And he just yeah, – I mean, that, that special playmaking ability right there, the quickness, the balance, everything that goes along with it. It really is. That move at the end, there's shades of Dante Hall there. With yeah, that, right able to stick his foot in the ground and work – back to the outside that's just it's absurd and that's the type of talent that you saw on display at Florida that because of injuries and because some issues with the Giants offense he he hasn't really been able to show a whole lot in his NFL career this is why you make that move for him that that talent is so enticing and you don't really have a guy in the and they didn't have a guy in that receiving court with that kind of skill set after the catch Hardman may have the speed but he doesn't really have the wiggle like we saw from Tony here Right, and, and it's just an, an added component to your offense. When you have a guy like that, when you can get him the ball in space, whether it's a slip screen, whether, whether it's a boot where he's getting the number one read and you get him the ball in space, if you can get this guy the ball in space, you can see what he does. The yards after catch are so important, and you, you can see it right here. He's got, I always wish that I had those kind of moves. I mean, I always dreamed about, you know, when you're, you're in bed at night, you're like, God, I wish I could move like that. Just give a little something, make somebody miss. I mean, it's – it's amazing to watch these guys when they're in open space. And like I said, the balance that these guys have, it, it was incredible. So it was really exciting to see him step up and get some touches in this game. It really was. And it wasn't just that play. Uh, he had 90 total yards of offense on the day and a touchdown that we're going to get to next year. Um, obviously, this play, he was not the first. He may have been the first option on the last play. He was not the first option on this one. Matt, what did you see that made this play special? Yeah, what I love about it is – all the different things that Kansas City Chiefs make you look at as an offensive unit prior to the snap. And they like to run that shovel pass down there near the red zone. So right here, they're using it as a decoy, right? He runs past, he's faking that that shovel pass. And then you've got a stick concept up top, right? Pacheco's going off to the flat. You've got a stick route that's, that's basically covered. You've got a crossing route coming into your window. What I love about this play is Patrick Mahomes. Now, yes, there's, there's part of it that's blown coverage on the defensive side because you know it's not man coverage nobody runs with Tony on the motion so you know it's not man they're playing some form of zone but then they're also sticking Justin Watson right here with the corner which means there's a man component to it so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and then all of a sudden they just drop him but Patrick starts left he goes one two three four gets all the way backside to his fifth option which is his outlet wide receiver right there or in this case it's like a running back in the flat and he finds him for a wide open touchdown I just thought it was really good play by him of staying poised under control not panicking taking off running with the football but going through his read and being disciplined with it yeah and and, and we have to point out the offensive line there too because that was one of our big questions headed into this game was how are the Chiefs the Chiefs have been a little inconsistent up front in their protection, and the Jaguars have a lot of young talent uh, in that pass rushing group and a lot of depth and a lot of athleticism. So we were wondering how that Chiefs line would hold up, and I, I think they held up pretty well in the day, wouldn't you say so? They really did. You know what? This is a good defensive front, and they've proven that, like you said, they've got a lot of young talent, and they've proven that they can get after the quarter, quarterback. But this offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs, Really, they, they rose to the occasion and, and rose to the challenge and did a great job of protecting Mahomes for majority of this day. Yeah, and, uh, and as you said, I love the 
ability for Mahomes to process all that and get to his fifth option, but you're not able to get to your fifth option unless the offensive line <laughs> is doing a hell of a job. So um, definitely want to point out and credit to them as well. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you about some of these strange tall boys of beer that you might see in the bottled water section of your favorite store. Well, it's not actually beer. It's a liquid mountain spring water company from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And you might be wondering, Tucker, why is it called Liquid Death? Well, let me tell you, it's because they'll brutally murder your thirst. That's right. Not only are they going to brutally murder your thirst, they are going to brutally murder plastic pollution in the process. It's wonderful with their infinitely recyclable aluminum cans. They also donate 10% of their proceeds from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. It's great. They've got four flavors. They have regular sparkling water. They've got still water, which is the mountain spring water. And they have uh, mango. They have uh, berry flavored. And they also have the one I like here, the severed lime. I'm going to go ahead and crack it on open. And you can get a liquid death at your local Target, Walmart, 7-Eleven, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store located tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next time in the red zone, we saw some more zone coverage. And again, teams can on Kelsey. We get, there's a lot of questions. Oh, Kelsey hasn't scored since he had those four touchdowns against the Raiders. What's going on? Well, right. teams are trying to eliminate him from the equation as much as possible and force these other guys to beat them, which has created opportunities. What'd you see here? This is great. I mean, it's a true cover four beater. And by that, I mean, it's quarter, quarter, quarter across the board. And they try to go with a three-man rush here. So get an extra defender. You can see the defensive lineman down here at the bottom. He, he's going to come out of the pass rush and be an extra pass defender. But as you see it, Kelsey's in a cut split. He's going to take two with that post route that he's running. Noah Gray comes off his wake. He goes with the out route, but he runs the wheel. And because Kelsey, he, everybody has to take him into account, especially in this area, he takes two. The corner really should have his eyes outside and be able to fall off on this wheel. But because that's Travis Kelsey, Noah does a good job of being patient, not giving it away, gets that defender to turn his head, goes down the sideline on the wheel. And the protection here, once again, for Patrick Mahomes is 
is outstanding. You talked about it in the previous play, but wait until you see the pocket here. I mean, it's three-man rush. He's able to sit in that pocket comfortably and deliver the ball in the back of the end zone. It was great play design, built to beat cover four, and it is exactly how they drew it up, I'm sure, when they were in meetings and in the offensive line and everybody else did the rest. And you got to love the pump fake from Mahomes, too, to freeze those defenders because Josh Allen is – you know, he, he runs out there with Gray, but as soon as he sees that pump fake from Patrick, he's, you know, obviously he's he's more of a pass rusher. He's not really comfortable being in space. So Mahomes right. gives him something to bite on. He bites, and that's why you see Gray get that wide open. And um, it was it a was beautiful job by Mahomes again. Um, and it's funny because you saw this, okay, they're paying so much attention to Travis Kelsey in the red zone. Of course, the next time they come down, they finally don't double Kelsey, and guess who scores the touchdown to, to end uh, that drought? So <laughs> I'm guessing Travis Kelsey did. <laughs> yeah, you. That's the thing is, you always have to take into account Travis Kelsey, but at the same time, they have so many different weapons and so many different aspects of this this offensive unit at the wide receiver and tight end position that any of these guys can show up on any given Sunday and be the featured guy because of that reason. If they want to double Travis Kelsey, guess what? It's going to give different opportunities for everybody else on the team. And we saw that throughout the course of this game. I mean, 10 different receivers were targeted in this game by Patrick Mahomes, which is an insane number of different wide receivers to target and tight ends. And as we saw with the previous game, you also have to account for his legs. So because if you if you take everything away, he'll just take off on you. And, and we saw we've seen how dangerous he can be there. So this this offense is just so multifaceted and they can beat you in so many different ways. It's it, it has to give defensive coordinators nightmares. Oh, 100%. If you're sitting down breaking down the film, you're saying he can beat you with the arms, the route concept, the speed to get to the perimeter on all the different stuff that they do with the jet sweep, the shovel passes, those things, the slip screen, the quick game. Then you take into account Pacheco last week, the way that he was able to run the ball. If all of a sudden they create balance there, the play action pass, and then Mahomes, you saw it through early in this game too of him taking off, getting first downs, hurting them with their their his legs. He's so dangerous. This offense is so dangerous. They have so many weapons weapons in this offensive line is playing well. I mean, that's the reason why they're the number one ranked offense in the league right now. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, Mahomes just playing out of his mind right now. I think you're seeing, you said seeing a guy get to his fifth progression, he's doing the things mentally um, that we saw him do when he was so successful early in his career. And I think we're seeing this evolution from him now where I, I feel like at points last year, he kind of lost his way a little bit when it came to running this offense. And we saw them go through some serious lulls. And I think sometimes he was keen a little too much on Tyreek and not just taking what was there. I think sometimes he was getting a little too aggressive again, and not just taking what was in front of him. And, and what, what have you, am I, am I out of line saying this? Or do you, do you, have you seen growth from him as well this year? You've definitely seen growth, and it's the, the nature of how he plays the position is at times he wants to create, but he's also disciplined. You've seen it a lot throughout this this the course of this year is how disciplined he's been with his read, his ability also to process what the defense is doing and eliminate one side and get through his read quicker. We've seen time and time again when we're watching the film or breaking down a specific pass pattern where he gets off one and two. He's not forcing anything, but gets the number three, and it's a big play down the middle. So – 
the way in which he's processing, the way in which he's throwing the ball, and the, the discipline nature and how he's playing the position is what you're seeing the growth at this time. And again, some of it has to do with the fact that he doesn't rely on one individual, not forcing the ball to one or two individuals. Look, Kelsey's going to get his touches because he's Travis Kelsey, but at the same time, he is just being able to disperse the ball to so many different guys. And it's because he is going through his reads and saying, Hey, this guy's eliminated. I'm going to get over the ball, or I got to check the ball down. You saw Jarek McKinnon last week, just this last week, be the leading receiver on the team. So it's fun to watch that and fun to watch his growth in that area. And I think that's why he's taken I've been taking the torch in the MVP race right now. I think he's clearly the guy that's that's ahead of the pack, especially when you factor in the narrative of him losing a player like Tyreek Hill. And and you've seen Josh Allen. I think that's what separates those guys as as of right now. I think Josh Allen still has to um still has some maturing to do in that area. I think um, you know, we've seen him struggle the elbow issue aside, we've seen him struggle for a few games now. Um, with defenses being a little bit more patient and, you know, making him go through his reads a little bit more. I, I feel like he's still not as comfortable as Patrick Mahomes is with that. And he's, he's relied on his legs a little bit more. He's still obviously just an absolute nightmare to, to have to deal with in the run game, but he has struggled as a passer for these last three weeks. He has, and you know what? He's had six interceptions in the last three games, and the losses to the Jets and also last week to Minnesota, those were directly a result of the two interceptions he threw in each of those games. And so he's got to get back to playing more disciplined football. Now, he's one of the most exciting quarterbacks in our league. He can do it all, and you've seen it. But they put so much on his plate from the quarterback position in terms of he is that offense, and whether it's the run game, the pass game. But, again, this position, you have to be diligent with the ball. And if you turn it over and give that other team opportunities, that's when it usually results in either a loss in column or really it creates a problem for you offensively to continue to create. And so he's got to do a better job. But Mahomes, for the most part, doesn't put the ball in harm's way. Now, he had the one interception this last game. But at the same time, if you look at his body of work throughout the course of season, he's been outstanding in that area. He really has been, and, and it's going to be one of the keys again this week because we've seen the Chargers are a team that has been able to turn him over a little bit over the past mm -hmm. couple of years, and they've been able to steal a couple of games from the Chiefs because of that. Uh, obviously, this is, a, this is a little bit of a different Chargers team than we saw the first time around because it looks like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will, will not be on the field. We know how Mike Williams has killed the Chiefs over the years. Uh, even in that game that the Chiefs were able to pull out, he he had another big night. And uh, Joey Bosa has been out for a while. He's trying to get back. We still don't know whether or not we'll see him on the field either. But uh, potential for this to be to be a very different looking Chargers team than that first matchup. Uh, you'd have to think the Chiefs have have an edge because of that, right? You have to think. I mean, this team's been decimated with injuries on both sides of the ball. And when you look at Justin Herbert, he's definitely paying the price for those injuries. Keenan Allen being out. Mike Williams, you mentioned his starting tight end just went down. They're relying so much on Austin Eckler and, and his abilities, which he's done a great job. He's good in the pass. He's good in the run. But, it, I mean, they lost their starting left tackle early in the season. You go to the defensive side of the ball. I think that they're good in pass coverage. They lost J.C. Jackson on the back end. But Bosa being out has definitely impacted 
their ability to rush the passer, create pressure, create sacks. So this is absolutely a different different team. However, you never take for granted a division opponent, and we're seeing it every every week. You saw the Jets beat Buffalo a few weeks ago, and then this last week, you also saw Washington beat the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Uh, I meant more that probably is a better example than anything else, but you never want to take these teams for granted because it's a divisional game. You're familiar with each other, and it's usually always a tough, tough game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially, again, given that the, the Chargers are the one team in that division who I think has been able to consistently give the Chiefs some problems. Uh, as far as Justin Herbert, we know obviously he suffered that rib injury in the last meeting. Do you think that's had an effect on him or is it more just the injuries at receiver and inconsistencies there? I think it had an effect on him when he first came back from that injury. There's no doubt about it. And you could tell that he was still in pain. But overall, I think it would be more of a personnel standpoint. And they're trying to figure out what they want to do because they are more of a simplistic offense. And they're not able to spread it out and do the things that they did before with those dynamic wide receivers on the outside. So that definitely impacts you being able to create those explosive plays, get the ball down the field. And so when you're a team that likes to run the ball, play action, but you don't have the horses on the outside, to go create separation it becomes a lot tougher at the quarterback position and also they've struggled in order to and they've also struggled protecting him at times yeah they really have and and that Rashawn Slater injury came into play big time too they've just been absolutely decimated this year and they found a way though the offense hasn't quite looked the same the defense has been able to keep these games close they're still they've still been winning games the games they've lost they've they've been in them uh but I just have a I have a bad feeling, especially if Bosa isn't back. I just don't know that they have enough on the defensive side of the ball right now. Is there anything on that defense that really scares you right now? I mean, nothing that really scares you. You always have to take into uh, into account Khalil Mack. I also think Derwin James is an outstanding safety. He does a really good job on tight end, so that's a matchup that you want to watch as it goes on. I mean, tra- I mean, it was Kittle last week that went up against him, and Derwin James only held him to one reception in that game. Now, when you're dealing with Kelsey, when you're dealing with Noah Gray, when you're dealing with all the different route concepts, it might be a little bit different because they don't – they don't major in man coverage, right? They're a zone, zone-based zone team. So it'll be interesting to see where that matchup and how that goes. But other than that, I mean, they, they've struggled all around. They've got good players. They just haven't been able to put it together. And again, the, the injuries have really impacted this team. Yeah, and it's not the first time that the injuries have been the story for the Chargers. It's, it's happening again this year. 
uh, you know, I know Chiefs fans just want to get the win, but for fans of football, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's disappointing because we've seen just so many great classic matchups between these two teams over the last three or four years. So, um, you know, as a fan of the game, I want to see the Chargers come in healthy and, and see how the Chiefs stack up and, and see another one of those classic primetime battles. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's the case this week. I think we're going to see the Chiefs uh, come up with a pretty substantial win here. What do you think? I agree with you. I just think the injuries are too much for these this Chargers team to overcome at this point in the season. And with the Chiefs playing the way that they have been, both offensively. Now, defensively, they've got some things to fix, but the way in which the offense is operating, being able to put up as many points as they do and playing from ahead, it's going to be really difficult for the Chargers to match that output in terms of points scored. What do you see as the final score of this one? Final score, I'm still, I mean, I'm going to go Chiefs 31 and Chargers 17. That's how I'm going to roll in this week. I just think that the Chiefs, the firepower, the confidence that Patrick Mahomes is playing with, they're going to put up a ton of points in this game. I need to start writing these down before you talk. I know. I swear. <laughs> I, I've been able to guess your last three predictions in my head, and I, I, I need the evidence. Ne- next week, remind me. Got right. I need, we, we do need to keep a, a tally on how close we are or how far away I am. I'm, I'm, I, that was terrible, Castle. What was your guess? I just keep going 31 something because I just think that this team is so explosive offensively that they're going to go out and put up 30 plus points a game. And it's hard pressed to think that they're not. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, especially with those injuries on the other side. And even if the Chiefs aren't fully healthy, even if, uh, both Juju and Hardman missed this game. I think we've seen that they still have more than enough firepower to keep the ball moving downfield. And maybe we do see the run game factor in even a little bit more. The Chargers, we know, have had a lot of trouble stopping the run over the yes, last couple have. of years. So so maybe we, we even see one of those games. You know they're good for it a couple times a year where they just lean on the ground game a little bit and just pummel you up front when you least expect it. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll be back here, of course, to break it all down for you next week, as well as keep looking ahead into the rest of the Chiefs schedule. So for Matt Castle, I'm Matt Hamilton. This has been The Breakdown, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.